visit RTI on the web at english.rti.org.tw. You're listening to Radio Taiwan International. Up ahead this hour, it's Jukebox Republic. But we start off the week first with a brand new episode of Here in Taiwan. Hello and welcome to Here in Taiwan. Today is Monday, May 18th. I'm John Van Trieste, and joining me here in the studio today, we've got Shirley Lin. Hello. Up next, how Taiwan is working to document the history of COVID-19. Then a fan letter to the health minister from a young admirer, and why Taiwan is dangerous. All that coming up next. Please stick around. Oh my, first up today, the things that our president goes through for us. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, so on Wednesday last week, President Tsai Ing-wen uh, joined a popular astrologer yeah. <laughs> by the name of Jesse Tung on a rare TV show appearance to market Taiwan's agricultural products. That, that, that's so weird. I don't know where the connection is, but this <laughs> astrologer apparently has a big following in both Taiwan and China. So... Um, Okay. Uh, the, her choice of words was diplomatic, I thought. Uh, as she put it in this article from Taiwan News, she said she had been, quote, unquote, assigned by the Council of Agriculture to help market the <laughs> So I don't know if... The, I'm not, the, the Chinese is not here. I'm not sure if it has the same undertones of, well, I'm not really happy to be here, but or whatever. Um, That's funny. Anyway, um, so, so what she did, and the astrologer made a green smoothie i'm not sure if she read the leaves or what afterwards what that has to do with astrology i have no idea and she made a green smoothie with taiwanese produce for the president okay um and in what i can only imagine must have been a really awkward exchange i didn't see this um the astrologer asked tai if she would like the drink to be tested with a silver pin in Chinese, what? this refers to a, a practice, a legendary practice of using a silver pin to detect poison for Chinese emperors. Oh, okay. That's really awkward. Yeah, it's a know. really awkward thing to say. I don't think that's funny. What? It's well, like, it's I think like, he it's meant like, it for a joke. Yeah, but it's like being in airports. Like there are certain, certain <laughs> things you don't say when you're around a president, right? Right. That's probably one of them. Anyway, she said it. Um, Tsai replied that she had no cause for concern because all the fruits had been vetted. <laughs> Okay. So I guess someone like went individually and checked them. Took a bite. <laughs> okay, whatever. Um, so anyway, things did get into astrology territory eventually, though. Eventually. Of course, it was inevitable. Oh, great. Um, so they were talking about Taiwan's response to the whole COVID-19 thing. Um, and Tsai mentioned that she was grateful for our health minister, Chen Shijong, for all of his work. I mean, both him and all of his... Staff. Team. Yeah. They've gone more than 100 days without a single day off, mm -hmm. and they're pretty busy, as you can imagine. So yeah. I doubt they even sleep very much. Um, and so the astrologer said that, I don't know how she figured, I guess she Googled it, um, that China is a Capricorn what? <laughs> and therefore oh. is known for sticking it out in times of hardship. Okay. Um, so... <laughs> 
you know, right. I thought that he, she's there right, for because, that helpful input. <laughs> yeah, and I thought it had to do with the fact that we we're, we're going to be able to see the eclipse next month. I thought it had to do with that, and I thought he, she was promoting how no. come to town to see the eclipse. We well, can't. It's we're shut down. <gasps> well, I don't know because I know that some friends actually are they're flying. Out on June in June. Can they come though? But everything, everyone who shows—I mean, we're closed to foreign visitors still, aren't we? I don't, I don't know. I don't think that's. I'm, I'm reading something like that. You know, mm. like it's opening up in June, maybe. Well, we don't want to so, spread rumors. Yeah, I know. I don't know what the official stance is, I and mean, it mean, could change too. Anyway, yes. um, yeah, Ty has been really busy doing all sorts of silly things. Um, she actually, there was one really cool video. I thought, um, I actually ha do occasionally watch this YouTuber's videos. It's a French YouTuber who lives here in Taiwan. Mm -hmm. They call him an influencer, but I think he's much more intelligent and well-spoken than that. Um, anyway, uh, did they, he used to work here at RTI? I don't know. Okay. I don't think so. All right. Anyway, uh, she appeared on one of his videos to, uh, Promote tarot products such as cakes and tarot milk beverages. Oh, I love tarot. I do too. Yeah, um, but not I'm so not much sure. tarot cake though. Well, I'm not sure that we needed a video to promote that. I mean, I would have just... <laughs> but anyway, a lot of our agriculture has apparently been hurt by the COVID-19 thing. I'm not sure exactly why. People still need to eat agricultural mm -hmm. products, but I guess maybe exports? I'm not sure. I mean, yeah. there is sort of a, an economic downturn that this has caused. Maybe it's our exports that are hurting. Right. That's my theory anyway. Um, so, yeah, she she gets to do all kinds of fun, fun things, silly things for her job, too. So <laughs> it's the lighter side of being president in Taiwan, I guess. Yeah, I would think so, to de-stress, you know. <laughs> History is one of those things that when you're in the middle of it, you don't really stop to think about, like... Uh, you know, how, how am I going to document this for posterity? You're just trying to get through. A lot of uh, historical events are just about getting through it, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but the Ty National Museum of Taiwan History realizes that now if they want to document this period for the future, now's the perfect time to do it while we're still in the midst, in of, the it. midst of it. So they're yeah. already collecting items and materials to record Taiwan's experience with COVID-19. Okay. And... Um, <laughs> have a wish list this is funny it includes the health minister's vest that he wears oh. as part of the well actually they all wear one it's their matching yes. vests as part of their daily press conferences mm -hmm. about what's been going on um maybe who knows maybe he'll donate it i right. mean i'm sure he'll, he, after this Probably. is over he won't need it anymore um, yeah i'm um, sure he doesn't wear the same one every day I guess, well, he only wears it for, like, brief periods at a time, though. I don't it, think it gets the, washed, the yes. Yeah, okay. I'm sure it does. The press conferences <laughs> don't last that long, though. It's not like no. Half anyway, an hour the most. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they announced on May 6th, actually. So this has been going on for a little while now. Uh, they're going to have a COVID-19-themed collection, and they're going to uh hopefully get the public involved in donating things um, really what can i donate i'm thinking <laughs> well uh, there's actually some instructions at the end um oh. uh so the museum says it wants to preserve records of a time when people were living a very different life of wearing face masks and observing social distancing rules and sometimes not doing those things sadly but mm -hmm. <laughs> um According to the post the museum already has gotten some things including an improvised aerosol box it's one of those like plastic covers that they put over people when they're being intubated. Yeah. I think a Taiwanese person invented that. It's transparent, that. yeah. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, actually, I'm right. A Taiwanese person did invent that. An mm -hmm. anesthesiologist with Mennonite Christian Hospital in Hualien by the name of Lai Xinyong, Shenyong. 
and face masks, of course. I'm not sure, they probably shouldn't be collecting those yet. We still need them. <laughs> they can have them when we don't need them anymore. Uh, um, and protective yeah. clothing made by local manufacturers for medical workers. They've got a copy of the April 14th edition of the New York Times, which features a privately crowdfunded ad promoted okay. by, from Taiwan promoting our role in the world fighting COVID-19 and wider health issues. I think, was the WHO mentioned in there? I'm not sure. Um, I remember that, though. That was a bit, That made headline news here. Um, oh, there's some other stuff that they want to get. Uh, so we, we talked about the vest. Um, banners printed with Taiwan can help on supplies donated to other countries. Because that's what all the cardboard boxes with the stuff that we donate has that has on them. Yeah. Um, and the card... Oh, this is fun, too. The cardboard cutouts of fans placed in the stands by the Rock 10 Monkeys baseball oh, team yes. when they first started playing. They're since talking about... I think they've actually started allowing fans in. So it's kind of already... Yeah. They probably don't need them anymore. They can probably, probably give not. them those that now. They're robots, yeah. No, not the... Robots, car- too. The car- they they uh, should... Oh, oh. Maybe they're not. Actually, those robots were on rent. Yeah, I they don't were, think they can... They cooperate with a robot company. A company made those. I'm not yeah. sure if they're going to be not. so generous. But the cardboard cutouts they can have, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, Actually, people paid for them to have their faces put on them. So, oh, yeah. Like, they are not just, like, stock images. They're actual fans. So right. it's like they're there. They even have, They like, can see themselves on TV. Oh, <laughs> remember? They even have masks that made um, for each of the baseball player. And Based on their the, actual face. The, yeah, with the, with the bottom half the, of their face yeah. on the mask. Those yeah. are creepy. Um, <laughs> and let's see. They've got 60 items from the public already. They've got 46 contacts that are likely to lead to donations in the future, they think. Um and they've already got people on Facebook replying with their ideas. So they're going to work with Academia Sinica, our top research institute here in Taiwan, as well as the Taiwan Contemporary Culture Lab, to launch an online platform where people can at least submit images and audio and video stuff later this month, too. So it's not just physical objects. It's like actual, I don't oh, know, okay. video footage. Yeah, recordings. Ephemera. Which would be great. Yeah, like other materials, photos and things like that. And, uh, so, um, well, I think this period should be made into a movie. I'm sure someone's going to make it into a movie. I feel like we are living in a movie. But anyway, <laughs> um, this is not the first time they've done that. This sort of, uh, I mean, they think of themselves as a people's museum and they they collect history as it happens. Taiwan's contemporary history. They, they sort of have collections gathering as events are unfolding, I'm talking about things like the 2014 Sunflower Student Movement, where they occupied uh, some students occupied the legislature for a while. Mm-hmm. It was three weeks. It felt like longer than that. But, yeah, it felt um, longer. Um, also, there's election memorabilia, a collection of stuff, and uh, information about a collapsed building in Tainan, which is where the oh. museum is located after a 6.4 magnitude earthquake hit. So, yeah, they have all sorts of stuff, and they're going to actually... Um, going to close to the public for an 11th month sort of renovation which i guess is this is the perfect time to do it when you don't want people gathering but if you want to send them stuff in the meanwhile because they're going to probably eventually make an exhibit about this uh you can contact the museum by sending them an email to well they have actually a special address for this covid 19 19 is the numbers tw at nmth.gov.tw so if you have anything surely that you would like to contribute (laughs) go ahead okay Uh, well, we just talked a little bit earlier about the health minister. Mm-hmm. Um, I, one of my favorite statistics recently is his approval rating, which was done 
uh, I don't know how neutral the party was. I understand that they're sort of affiliated with uh, the Democratic Progressive Party, which mm -hmm. is the administration we have now, and he works under it. So yeah. maybe a bit biased towards him, but ninety over 90% approval rating. You can't hope to have that if you're in politics in any one other position. Yeah. But I guess since his position isn't political, he's just the health minister. It makes right. sense. Um, he's got lots of fans. They've made action figures of him, sort of. Well, they're like DIY action figures. You can print them out and fold them. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if they, they don't really do poses, but basically um, <laughs> they're, they're sort of like you can uh, they've got like a, a quote, bubble, right. a bubble. speech bubble. And when you can fill in whatever you, you can make him say whatever you want, basically. Right. And so lots of my friends have been doing this really? and posting what they're they're saying their they fake quotations the in, yeah. on facebook he is sort of a superhero isn't he yeah, it and is. so, he as is. such um a celebrity and as such uh, he's been getting fan mail uh -huh. i don't know of any other health minister that gets fan mail i know fan mails and gifts it seems wow. um now one particular one and this was recorded in this new story here um is a letter from some kid um uh probably elementary school i think hmm. and uh and he was reading it and he says that you know at the end of it he says that you know the most beautiful thing about taiwan is its people that's something that yeah. that's not an original saying no people say that a lot yeah um so basically you know he read the letter um on a, in one conference? of those press conferences and it says like you know oh dear health minister you know i'm so and so i watch you on the news every day and you're telling everybody not to be nervous you know we're really moved by what you're doing and i asked my mom you know um don't you get tired? I mean, does don't the health minister get tired from being on the TV every day? Yeah, he's been know? more than a hundred days in a row. Right, and the mom says that you guys are really having a tough time, and now we don't we don't really go out that much, and even though we really want to go out and play, but um, but you're saying that it's better to stay at home, so that we hope that this you know COVID nineteen would go away soon. And then, he, and then, and then the health minister at this point says that you can go out to play now, you know? oh. and because um, we're loosening the restrictions now, right? Yeah. But he says that, but make sure you still put on your mask and that you wash your hands often and watch your health. And it's okay to go out and play. I mean, but but he was not so funny. Like he's got even kids are fans. Yeah, I know. They look up to him. Yeah, and 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 then he says, uh, but make sure you also study. You know? <laughs> and that got everybody laughing, you know, at this press conference. Then um, um, he actually said that the letter came with two piggy banks. Piggy banks. And yeah, so these two kids, I mean, they, um, um, they, they, I think they saved, you know, like uh, uh, more than a, close to 2,000 um, NT dollars, which is like, like $60. That's yeah, a lot of money for kids. Right. And so actually he says that he's going to be sending the piggy bank back to the kids. Because, yeah, he can accept that. Right, because the, it's all pocket money coming from their grand, grannies, you know, and their parents and all yeah. that. And so he said he's going to keep the piggy bank, um, you know, for a week, and then he's going to send them back, as well as uh, these other gifts that he's been getting from yeah. other fans. Kids have been giving him masks, we talked about. Uh -huh. He's like, I have plenty of masks. Don't don't worry about it. Right, right. And he says that we have money, you know, you know, you can have your money back. They and... just want to, like, help, you know. Yeah. They feel like, I think people understand that um, he's, you know, been working very hard. I know. Everybody's appreciate what he's doing, you know, and... And he's saying that, uh, you know, I'm going to give you a piggyback bank, uh, piggyback, piggy piggy banks. Bank back. Can you say piggy it? Piggy banks back. There you go. And, uh, because he says that, you know, it's good that you're, you know, you, you guys are having a good habit of um, saving, saving money. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, he's saying that, um, I hope that uh, you 
kids won't start to hate us because we don't let you guys go out to play. But you know, it's okay to play now because I know that kids, you know, want to go out and play. You know, that kind of stuff. So he really holds a conversation with these kids. You know, whoever writes him the letter, and um, he says that uh, we have a lot of things and we don't really need. Um, so your piggy bank well supplied and we were supplied and it's just <laughs> your parents tax dollars you know it's the thought that counts and i've, right, I've it's gotten a your i've 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 received your sentiments <laughs> right right exactly and he's saying that um thank you so much for the letters and all the gifts and everything and he he says he appreciates everybody's support so that yeah. we can all work on this you know together and he does have a lot of support so yeah oh, that's so, nice isn't that sweet that is sweet I know, he's great. Uh-oh, why is Taiwan dangerous? <laughs> Should we be concerned? Okay, so this is definitely a catchy phrase, you know, so that everybody would go on YouTube and watch the video. Oh, it's a video. Clickbait. Yeah, it's a video. It's a YouTube um, video. So it's um, by a group of people in this workshop called Stop Kidding Studio. Oh, I've heard you know? of them. Yeah, so it's a group of foreigners. Uh, I think there are some French and also... It's because I watched the video and okay. there's some other language and also Japanese. Yeah. And basically just in two days alone, this Taiwan is dangerous video got more than 200,000 um, likes and views and everything. Hmm. So basically it showed off starting with um, saying that, are you ready to visit one of the most dangerous countries in the world? Uh oh. And then it showed like some beautiful scenes and landscapes and of Taiwan and everything. Then it went into you know showing pictures of all the different great food that Taiwan has okay. snacks and local specialties and all that kind of stuff and saying that like when it was showing um that oh it said that um this is the place where uh where the uh, the bubble tea is born mm -hmm. <laughs> and then saying that but Taiwan is dangerous because it can change the shape of your body <laughs> and it showed this man can. eating one of these um um I think it's dumping the egg pancake or the omelet pancakes. It's not especially fattening. It, I guess if you eat like it can be. If you eat like five of them, maybe. At oh once. yeah, it can be because um, it is grilled, right? Yeah. You know, with oil and everything. So, but um, that's how dangerous Taiwan is. But I think it's really a video that they made, which is like two minutes long or something, um, to to promote Taiwan and inviting more foreigners to come to, to visit Taiwan. Well, although they can't right now. Not right now, but you know, eventually in, in the making. Yeah. So, okay, so we've got dangerous food. Anything else? Uh, but it's mostly it's talking about being oh, dangerous. Oh, well, actually, of course, it's saying that, you know, um, that it's very safe for women because it's just, you know, we have it's public safety. And mm, it's that safe for everyone. It's really. safe for everyone. And um, also, well, again, it still goes into the food. Uh, well, oh, it also says how Taiwanese people are very friendly, so you don't have to be worried. And and also, we've got great um, health insurance program, you know, and uh, it, yeah. It says that all places are easy accessible to, to visit. Well, just watch out for the food. But watch out for the food. So it got like 400 some um, messages. And then, um, you know, uh, like 10,000 likes and yeah, just like 200,000 views. And yeah, so it's it's very interesting. It got phrases like, you know, this is how dangerous Taiwan is. And it shows before the, and uh, after. Yeah, the food, right? <laughs> It's the it's the it's a, uh, the egg pancake, and then it says it had phrases like Toroko Gorge would take your breath away. Okay, you know? all right, that's right. clever. That's clever. And then and then and then here's the Taiwanese food has been reshaping people's uh, figures, and it shows a man 
taking a bite of a chicken cutlet. You know, we've got... Oh, that's not going to... The deep-fried chicken cutlets that are as big as your face, right? That's actually what they call them. Right. It's like they're... Um, <laughs> Sort of uh, the slogan Signature. that these the slogan that these these uh, there's more like stalls that sell yeah. them will Chicken have cutlets. written above their signboards. They're bigger than your face. Yeah, they in some cases really are bigger than your face. It's right. kind of frightening. And it says that these chicken cutlets, right, and bubble tea is a nice combo. <laughs> That's for what it says here. every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, definitely would, not every day. I would feel very unwell after that combination. I so. mean, it's actually even fattening for locals, too, as long as we keep it to a minimal. But hey, I mean, there's so much hiking and stuff, too. It can change your figure. It can go either way, I think. Depends on. <laughs> That's right. It depends Promote on. Promote the nice, yeah, the habits. positive side. Yeah. We've got great places to hike, mountain climbing. And mm. uh, yeah, if you want to go to the sea, it's just a drive, uh, an hour's drive away. If you want to mountains, it's also an hour's drive away. So it's all so. Depends on what you're, if you're preferred to eat or to just, you know, well, we do both. Yeah, know, we do both. Stay the same, I guess. They'll cancel each other out. <laughs> oh, this is exciting. I don't know about you, but I, every once in a while I'll get itchy feet. I long to travel. I have wanderlust. Do you have, do yeah. you feel that way? Yeah. And I mean, like, not just around Taiwan is great, but like international travel to our neighbors. Oh, we have a lot of great neighbors. We're in a great neighborhood, I guess you could say. And, and just uh, a couple of hours, you know, flight away. Right. Yeah, and really right now that's pretty much off the table. Right. But, um, and I really hope this goes through because this is on my bucket list. Oh. One of our diplomatic allies is thinking about considering maybe setting up what they're calling one of those tra safe travel circles or bubbles. Okay. You know, we talked about New Zealand might be reopening travel right. with us because coronavirus on both sides has been sort of brought under control. Palau is thinking about this. This was from okay. last week. I'm not sure what the if there's been any progress since then. It doesn't say here, but uh, this was on May 13th. Palau's Nat Minister of Natural Resources and Tourism commented that Taiwan's done a good job handling COVID-19. And uh, Palau has no cases, so it's definitely mm. in their interests to keep everybody out. Right. So they're being very selective about... Um, they're one of the few countries that does, hasn't had any cases yet. And so they're being very selective about, you know, who they will consider allowing back in once mm -hmm. this is sort of brought under control. Um, tourists, this he says, want to visit Palau and for leisure. And Palauans go to Taiwan for medical treatment and some leisure time as well. Okay. Um, so uh, our, looks like our uh, foreign ministry spokesperson said that talks with Palau show that, of course, we've got friendly and close ties and that Palau val values its bilateral ties with Taiwan. Um, and it's thanked Palau for recognizing us. <laughs> we like to pat ourselves on the back from time to time. Um, and that we support their initiative to deepen cooperation between the two, the two countries. They're hoping to, they're hoping, it says that they're stressing that in order to resume business and tourism with other countries and promote economic recovery, the government here is also considering the feasibility of adjusting its border control measures. Again, no dates. Okay. But, oh, my goodness, I think one of our former colleagues here, Charlie, had been there and told really? me about, yeah, he told me about swimming with stingless, stingerless jellyfish. There's a lake where you can do it. Oh. And I really want to, I've wanted to go for a long time. So. Um, for the water activities? Like you can swim, swim with, with the jellyfish? Yeah. And they don't sting okay. you. And it's so beautiful. Okay. <laughs> oh, so, and they're really friendly to Taiwan and they're like four hours away. Uh-huh. Definitely on my bucket list. I'm All hoping right. that I'm hoping we can work something out. Yeah. You know, you and don't have coronavirus. Nice. I don't got coronavirus. You know, we can Yeah. So I'm excited about this 
okay. prospects. Again, nothing definite yet, but uh, you know, I mean, we both are tur- the tourism industry all over the world is really in trouble. So I feel like also it's sort of once it's possible, maybe our duty to help these people out to keep their livelihoods going. So you've done some studies about Palau. I mean, what's the food like over there? The I have weather. No idea. <laughs> um, it's tr- tropical, but okay. Um, Those things I want to check out first before I go. <laughs> well, I'll you know get a guidebook then. I, but I definitely I want to see jellyfish. So, oh okay, jellyfish swimming bucket list. Oh, Maybe sometime. Okay, it's the pictures sure. I've seen are beautiful. So yeah, all right. Well, that does it for today's edition of Here in Taiwan. I'm John Van Trieste, and I'm Shirley Lin. Don't go anywhere just yet. We'll have more of Shirley in just a moment with Jukebox Republic. Just tune into Chukbas Republic. I'm Shirley Lin, Radio Taiwan International. Last week, I introduced Li Jiahuan, or also known as Ga Fun, and I said that I should introduce her sister, Jess Li, who was actually here in town before Ga Fun came. Uh, Jess came to develop her singing career here in Taiwan, and actually encouraged Ga Fun to do the same. So they're both here now in Taipei. It's rare, I think, to have two budding professional singers in the same family, but here it is: the Lee family. They're from Malaysia, and they both sing in Mandarin Chinese. They both have good voices, but very different styles. Jess Lee, to Gafun, is more explosive, according to her own words. So let's listen to an explosive song. How's that? Called "I Dare You" by Jess Lee.
You're listening to Jukebox Republic. I'm Shirley Lin, and that's Jess Lee. Um, so I was saying that Jess is from Malaysia, and uh, she's got a Cantonese and Hakka background. So she and her younger sister are now developing a singing career here in Taipei. Um, Jess was actually the first Malaysian to win first place at the One Million Star uh, TV Talent Show in 2011. It was One Million Star was once a very, very popular TV talent show, which my family and I crazily followed for a while. Anyway, so Jess was immediately signed to Warner Music Taiwan the very same year. Her voice range is broad. I mean, she can sing very high, like you just heard her, and uh, she can sing very low. She covers Chinese folk songs, Western musicals, and pop music. So she was learning voice lessons at the age of eight with a teacher who was into musicals and folk music. When she was 13, she told her sister she really wants to sing pop. Her teacher told her that folk and pop are very different, you know, uh, they require very different singing techniques. But Jess decided to take the challenge and sing pop anyway. First English pop and then Chinese pop. Um, Jess was uh, actually a very smart kid. Um, She went from third grade to fifth grade. She jumped a grade in elementary school and she aced in her national exams. Um, however, when she sang at Malaysian Idol in 2004, she was disqualified for um, forgetting her lyrics. In order to take part in the One Million Star in 2011, she enrolled in Taiwan's top university, National Taiwan University. Anyway, let's have a listen to another song. How about Learn to Be Untough? Yeah. 
So I found somebody else who really admires Xiao Yu, also known as Song Nianyu.、Um, he was someone who signed up for a category in Golden Melody Awards some years ago. I thought he was really good, and he really is, and he could have won. But it was that he was new in the music scene, sort of, and he signed up for Best Mandarin Male Singer Award against all these other veteran singers. So he lost. But if he had signed up for the newcomer category, maybe he would have won. Anyway, so two years ago, Jess invited Xiao Yu to make an, a music video with her. She was so thrilled because secretly she said she really likes his singing, and I think she probably likes him too as a person. And、uh, Xiao Yu also praised her singing, saying that she's not the same person who sang、uh, "Jian Ao" or、uh, known as "Suffering," like "Torment."、Uh, it's a very high pitched. Incredibly hard to sing song, and just tackled that at a talent show two years ago. Well, I say let's hear that song right here, "Jian Ao Suffering" by Jess Lee.
你只是飞鸟，拥抱后手中只剩下羽毛。当初你又何必浪费那么多咖啡和玫瑰来打扰？我想要安静的。就平衡不了，我关灯还是关不掉这风新一天，爱就开始煎熬，每一分每一秒，我在想。Good thing you didn't hear me because I was trying to take out that high note there. Anyway,、um, and now the song that Jess worked with Xiao Yu for her music video—it's、um, called "Rogue Lover," which actually Xiao Yu wrote for Jess. Now, isn't that sweet? 
So basically, the song is about um, how she thought that her boyfriend's cheating on her. So she would secretly put salt in his cereal. I mean, these were you know some scenes from the music video, and then puts a spicy hot wasabi, the Japanese uh, horseradish, uh, in his sandwich. And Tabasco and some other food as a way to get back on him. Well, the music video at the end uh, turned out that he was actually planning a surprise birthday party for her with a female friend. So it wasn't that he was cheating on her. Anyway, let's have a listen to that song. So here's Jess Lee with the song "Fan Pai Qing Ren Rogue Lover."
Thank you so much for joining me on Jukebox Republic. I'm Shirley Lin, and one last song from Jess Lee. Here's Chain of Love. Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC, on 9405 kHz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC, on 9405 kHz. And in Southeast Asia, from 0300 to 0400 UTC, on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. 
or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International. Thank you.